Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. In today's episode, Don and I discuss fear. We spend a bunch of time here talking about fear and how fear plays out in these dominant submissive dynamics and how it can really hold us back from going deep with each other. And we look at fear from the perspective of the dominant and how fear can take the dominant out of his role, but also how fear can take the submissive out of her role. And then how we can work together to overcome fear by really leaning into the dynamic and into surrender and trust to lead each other into a place of trust. Today we are going to spend some time talking about fear and how fear plays a role and a pretty destructive role in dominant submissive dynamics. And it's certainly been a thing that has come up both on my side and on yours a lot in the five years that we've been at this now. Sure has. And it's really been a very limiting limiting factor, I think, on both of our sides. Something that's held us back from having the best experience that we could have of this dynamic as we've worked into it. But at the same time, it's shown us a lot of really helpful things that we've been able to learn from and work through. So we're going to spend some time getting into what fear has been for you on the submissive side of this because there's quite a bit there but I want to start out talking a little bit about fear on the dominant side of the equation because first of all I think there's a lot of assumption that being a dominant is just easy it's the easy part it's the easy role where you just get everything you want and everything goes your way all the time you sure do make it look pretty easy, but <laughs> you've had your moments. <laughs> I, I've had my moments. And I've had, I've had plenty of moments also below the surface that I don't necessarily telegraph to you that I work through in my own ways. Of course. Because it's important to me to be strong for you to be holding the space in this relationship which means you know yeah of course there are going to be times that I fall apart but the the more often that I can fall apart in a place outside of here and put myself back together so you just get to experience me at my strongest like the better that is for us so like when I tell men to not use their relationship as the place that they dump their emotional, their unprocessed emotions, or try to figure out where they're at or work through shit with their partner. It's not that you don't work through shit. It's not that you don't have some big challenges that you need to work through. You're just way better off. The relationship is way better off if I can work through those things outside of here in a different place. Right. And I just want to comment that you know, you have fallen apart a couple, few times, whatever, I, I don't keep track. Um, but there is, there was value in my experience of you in those two, even. So I, I just share that because like, don't let fear, <laughs> mm-hmm. like keep you from being real and human. And like, it's important how you, handle yourself through it and after it is is part of the experience as well yeah because you know that's one of the places i wanted to start was for a dominant there can be a real fear of not of like fucking up the leadership right doing it wrong and then ending up in a in a worse place because of decisions i made or because of something that i took us to and towards and it can really get you bound up as a dominant just kind of stuck in like what I've heard called analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. 
and not acting at all because of a fear of making the wrong decision and always trying so hard to analyze and make the perfect decision that you don't make one at all. Yeah. So, you know, from your perspective, if I were to be, and I can't think of an example of this off the top of my head, but if I were to be indecisive because I was trying really hard not to make the wrong decision, how is that, like, how is my fear going to impact you? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to feel it right along with you. And my fear is probably going to turn into a hundred times more. And that, um, habitual pattern. I don't know if this is just me or if this is just humans, (laughs) like the jump in and take charge response Mm -hmm. probably would come out which is the opposite of what we want right so I no doubt if that's how I was um, handling you I I wouldn't feel safe and so my cling to safety would be do it for yourself or do it for us and there's another place that fear can come out then again on the dominant side is like if I don't do it right then she's going to jump in and take charge we're going to lose the the power dynamic because there can be the old patterns that you know in our relationship having been together for a decade before we started down this dom sub path we had 10 years of experience of how we had done it before that we had to work through we didn't just get to pretend like those 10 years didn't happen like they all happened through and out of (laughs) yeah and so we're still like we were still in that as we tried to change it but there was a lot of learned behavior on both sides of this and so there can be like and I know that this was a big one for me that still probably impacts me sometimes is like a fear that if I don't do well that those old patterns of you like jumping back into how you used to be are going to come right back and that is just so much the opposite of what I want for us may I share some reflection on that yeah please do (laughs) oh it took me a long time to realize that subtle pattern in myself in what fear would do to me in that because I didn't realize how much I still projected perfection onto you. And so I kind of operated under this, let's see if I can like (laughs) give some clarity to this. I operated under this, well, if you're taking the lead in this area and you say you know best for me, it always will go well, no matter what. It's gonna be the right decision, the perfect decision, whatever it is. And so in the times where maybe it didn't go quote unquote perfectly, what I would unconsciously jump into was making meaning out of all of that and then the ego way of looking for confirmation for you being wrong and not knowing what actually was best. Even though I had plenty of evidence that it was like you've shown me a better experience of life. And so what I really even more recently had to come face to face with is that I can't just surrender to the level of expected perfection. That in even the ways that maybe a decision that you made didn't quite go the way you wanted, the way I expected without realizing it, Mm -hmm. that there was always an opportunity in all of it. And the meaning was yours to be making sense of but there was always a gift in however it turned out. 
and your ability to, I've referenced this before, like make beauty from those ashes, like has only, um, in my experience, gotten, this doesn't even quite feel like the words, but I'm just going to use them better and better. And so I definitely projected this idea of perfection onto you out of a fear. And I had to swallow my pride on that one and just be like, oh, wow, like I've been doing that a long time. And so because it's a vulnerable thing Mm -hmm. of like being like, here, lead me and you know what's best for me. I can't be outweighing all of the outcomes. Yeah, and that's a very poisonous. Well, any of these things are very poisonous to the connection that we are trying to build together. And, you know, I say trying to build because this isn't something where we get to just be there. (laughs) No. Where, like, we get to be finished. And I think some people think maybe, like, oh, we signed a dumb subcontract or we put a collar on her and now, like, now we're there. Like, now it just gets to be perfect. When really, like, that's just really when the work really begins because now everything is, is on the table and everything, like, all the cards are shown. Yeah, and in my experience, you know, when I create this desire to follow you in a certain area and what life is going to show me if I'm willing to see it is the ways that fear is holding me back or that like I'm clinging to something. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's almost as if it's like, okay, this is yours. I, I can't handle it anymore. I still have opportunities and gifts that are shown to me in order for me to fully integrate that letting go of whatever it was in that experience. Another really big one for me and for a lot of guys I know, but I'll speak in first person for this, is the fear of upsetting you. I can understand why you would have that one from our past. (laughs) Even though I never turned into like a monster or anything. I just can understand. Well, and it goes beyond you and before you, really right. all the way back to back to early childhood. For me, which was like this pattern, which was if I don't please the women around me, the women around me are going to make my life miserable. Yeah, when you're dealing with um, some unconscious. So, you know, when, when those patterns are still there in, from early life and now, you know, you kind of said this earlier, I'm looking for confirmation of that because that's how our brains work. And this is why we can't separate dominance and submission from all of the deep personal work because dominance and submission brings all of that up on the table. It puts everything out there and lays it all out bare. Because now, for example, this pattern of like, I need to please you, like I can never upset you. That's been there since childhood. Well, now you've given me authority over your life and asked me to lead you somewhere, which means I need to be able to tell you what to do. And if I'm afraid of upsetting you, I'm not going to be able to lead you in in a way that is going to present as having any sort of confidence or strength. Right. You know, there's a phrase in in these kinds of relationships called topping from the bottom when the submissive is taking charge and trying to use the role of, of submission to take control. But what I'm talking about here is kind of like bottoming from the top. <laughs> like, being the one in charge but trying to lead by just figuring out what you want and giving it to you yeah 
which is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. We we had a Instagram follower this week send us a direct message that said something like, if I had a dollar for every time that a new, quote, dominant wanted told me he wanted to make me his queen and then proceeded to ask me, what do I want? What do I like? And how does he please me? That I'd be a rich woman. And like, that's that pattern playing out for a, for a dominant man to come to his submissive and say, just tell me what you want and they'll give it to you. You just put, you know, that's just putting you in charge. That's making you the leader. Yeah, and, and that wouldn't feel good to me either. And that's all based in in the fear on my side of making a wrong decision or upsetting you or taking you in the wrong direction or like somehow or another displeasing you, which that fear is usually, and at least for me, and in my experience of it with other people, it's it's a fear of being abandoned like you're going to either physically leave or emotionally shut down which is abandonment to a man when a woman shuts down emotionally that's the that's the emotional abandonment that our sensitive hearts can't handle right so at least until we've healed them and realized that how important I guess it is to stay in connection and to stay open so you know fear in general from the dominant side is going to really present itself as a lack of actually taking authority a lack of actually showing up in a dominant energy a lack of assertiveness And if you think about this outside of a dom-sub dynamic, who wants to follow a leader who's walking around terrified? Not me. I don't think anyone does. I wouldn't think so. Unless you wanted to somehow manipulate or control that leader. So being willing to look from my side of the, from my side of the slash, at where I'm afraid and where I'm acting afraid and where I'm not stepping forward in full assertiveness is a is an important piece of work for me to do to be able to stay in my strength and to stay in my assertiveness um, and in in the dominant energy that you need me to stay in and that's where fear as poisonous as it can be is also valuable if you're able to see it and look look through it to see what it's pointing you to but fear from the submissive side is a very different experience because most dom- most fears that dominant dominance have is about a fear of some sort of an emotional retribution what is how is that similar or different for you from the submissive side (laughs) well (laughs) um i could come up with all sorts of fears that can be real like some of the same what if he leaves me What if he drops me? What if he makes a bad decision that negatively impacts our life? What if? A lot of what ifs there. Yeah. And just in saying that is, you know, the acronym I heard a long time ago for fear is false evidence appearing real. And all of that right there is jumping out into the future and acting like (laughs) and acting with like you have these glasses on 
that you can see what's going to happen. And in my experience, wearing those glasses, <laughs> it's always um, either worst case scenario mm -hmm. or it's a version of just something from my past because that's the lens of life that I'm seeing everything through is something to do with my past. And so it's a limitation of possibility for one thing. And so, oh gosh, there's part of me that wishes I could rewind myself and go back to some of this and really recognize how the amount of fear I had um, out of the self-protection, like the ego is real. And in my experience, it hasn't completely stopped yet. <laughs> so if really? it ever does, <laughs> if it ever does, I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you. Um, and so what I really had to really lean into was recognizing any pattern that would that my ego would either pull me back into assuming something was going to be repeated from the past or worst case scenario of something else happening in the future. And I fell for it a lot without even recognizing it because I was operating with a lot of pain and wounding from my past inside. But as I was able to let go of some of that more and more and more, I slowly was able to see myself more clearly and then eventually come face to face with like how much fear was still affecting my ability to truly follow. Do you see living in fear and submission as being able to coexist? Um, no. <laughs> Not completely. Because if I if I want to be present in the moment, that's the only moment I have. I can't be jumping out into the future and I can't be thinking about the past. And so like even let's say I'm trying to come up with an example of I mean, I've talked about fitness and nutrition so many different times. I know it sounds <laughs> like I'm beating a dead horse here, but those were those were patterns that ran deep in me. And I don't like I don't need to understand all of that and I never will. But it it it's like it was attached to so many different pieces of my life. And so just in like you taking ownership and leadership of writing my workouts, you know, to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was like work these muscles today and I got to be creative with what that looked like. Um, but even in giving that to you, there was still this tension in my body. There was still these ways that I was trying to control where my mind would still go out into the future of like, what if I'm not going to get to where I want to be by giving this to him? And I didn't see the depths of what that was doing for me. It like eventually I always did because my ability to witness myself has only gotten better and better as I've been more in my body and as we stay connected, it, my ability to do that is so much deeper. But anything that takes me out of the present moment is feels to me like it's taking away my ability to just be present and follow you. 
So how do you overcome fear? <laughs> like what, what's helped you because you have to some extent let go of some of the fear of following some of the fear of, um, being vulnerable. Um, my initial response, what came up for me was face it head on. Now that might look different in different things because if a fear is actually coming from a, a deeply rooted big trauma inside of you, um, that might not be achievable. Not in the moment. Not in the moment, no. And so, but being willing to take that step forward, like one thing for me was allowing myself to be called out in fear when you saw me respond, reacting mm -hmm. that way and being open to being called on my bullshit, <laughs> to be like, hey, you're falling for your ego. And there were times where I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that was most of, most of the time. Like, yeah, this is, this is all fear. No, it's not. Like, this is real. <laughs> right. Well, here, here's an important distinction that I think it took us a while to, me, a while to fully experience the difference is fear is coming from the mind. It's not an emotional reaction the same way the other ones are. And I don't even like, so I don't even know if you can say fear is an emotion because it's, I'm not minimizing the physical response that bodies will feel. Mm -hmm. It's a nervous system response. And so you like, I feel fear in my body, just like I feel emotions in my body. But it was really tuning into the difference in what those experiences were and where it was coming from. What is the story that my mind is trying to attach to this? Where is my mind, what meaning is my mind making out of this right now? And that's not always easy to, um, well, at the beginning, it's not easy to even witness yourself in, but give, like giving myself compassion and being willing to take the ownership when I've fallen for the fear. Like I said, opening myself up to being told, yeah, you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> because that was such a like I can't I can't do that like I can't look like I don't have it all together I can't look like I'm not perfect mm -hmm. so that's also what I was feeling in all of that too yeah. and so for me like when there's multiple wounds getting hit in a experience it's not easy to be like oh I'm yeah I'm sorry I'm falling for fear <laughs> I get it the the interesting thing is how like if we talked earlier about the fear of kind of upsetting you which can take me like out of the energy of being dominant and out of being assertive yeah well if i'm able to overcome that fear and step into being dominant and into being assertive and into like leading you with strength and saying this is what we're going to do now which is way harder for a lot of men than I think a lot of women give uh, credit to for how challenging that is to be just to be that assertive to be that dominant to just give orders and rightly so when we're kind of losing our shit to fear over here <laughs> right well that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm getting at here is like if I can overcome my fear to get to the point of being able to be that assertive and to be that dominant. And then your reaction is to freak the F out at me because I stepped up and did that. Now that's very, that's a, that's a real challenging thing back over here on my side where the old fear just kind of gets revalidated by your reaction out of fear. And that's why this, again, like everything else is a two way street. We have to, try to overcome these things together. I remember one moment, um, I want to say it was maybe a little over a year ago, 
and I was having a response to something you were doing um, and I was so like I was assuming you weren't going to put as much care into how you were handling it as as I would and I was responding to that and it you guys it was something really simple <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this no, I don't remember <laughs> which thing you're talking about <laughs> well this is our fifth wheel camper yeah. and um, you were putting up some oh. LED red lights um, so we didn't have to use the ceiling lights. And so you were putting up a strip of them onto like the wood overhang in the bedroom mm -hmm. and putting in a light switch for them. And without even realizing it, I was making an assumption that you weren't going to care how it looked, how it was put up, like where the light switch was that was going to be best for the both of us. And I like I was getting... I was having this response and I don't remember all of it, but what I remember is you came to me and you gave me a hug and you said, what are you afraid of? And I was like, oh, <laughs> and now I had to be vulnerable and actually say it. But in you receiving me and being so present with me and me expressing what that fear was and you receiving that and giving me your own like I've got you I will handle this with care or, or whatever like that melted the fear away and I was like oh <laughs> silly me <laughs> well, instead of the defensive reaction which would have been you don't trust me like I'm perfectly capable of putting up a strip of lights would you just back off, you know? Yeah, or and looking for the evidence of me not just following and allowing you to lead us. Like, yeah. So one thing I know that I've been working to teach you very recently in our relationship is this idea that, well, one, fear is not your dominant. I am. Yep. It's not what gets to tell you what to do. Right. Because it doesn't care about you the way that I do. Oh, it doesn't care about me at all? No. <laughs> so if fear is not your dominant, then it can't be the thing that tells you what to do. Meaning, rather than reacting out of fear, and therefore never getting to an actual experience that you need to surrender that fear and trust me to lead you into an experience so you can have an actual experience and respond to that rather than responding to the assumptions that you are making out of the fear. Yes, and that aligns with exactly what I was meaning when I said I've come face to face with how I've been allowing fear to feel like my emotional um, response. Mm -hmm. And like, it's no wonder that in those moments where we don't know what we're feeling, it's because we're not actually feeling an emotion. We're feeling fear from the mind, but it's very, very sly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a while ago, you had, you had shared with me like obedience first. And I was like, yes, I get that. But what about my emotional response? And then I was like, well, duh, like if I'm going to live in a fear, I'm always going to have a re re emotional response. And then I never actually follow through with obeying. And that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm desiring to do. I don't want to live in the fear. And so when I'm able to catch myself, which I'm much better at, like, because I tell you what, like I said, that ego is still working on me. It still has all sorts of programming from my past, but I'm able to catch it in a much different light now where it's like, oh no, I'm actually going to follow 
and I don't have the emotional reactions then. Most of, like not really anymore. It really, in all honesty, like it's fear. And there's gonna be different layers of this because as we come into more of, like as I've come into more of myself and I, I go through this pattern of like that liberation and that freedom, this is good, I always, almost like hit another hurdle, if you will. And then there's all sorts of new fears that can come to the surface because I'm pushing that edge of who I am Mm -hmm. because I want more and more and more bigger experience of life. Like, so when I've accepted that fear is just gonna be a thing, it helps me also not be so afraid of the fear itself. So how often would you say that what you've been afraid of when you've actually let the fear go and allowed me to lead you towards something and into some new experience, whether that's some new experience of giving me authority in our lives or something that maybe happens in the bedroom or anywhere else in our life, it's really the same. Um, how often would you say fear has been accurate? Never. Never? I don't recall a single time. So in that vein then, how... How do you, if... If you were to want to be able to, let's use a new phrase I've never used before, but to submit beyond fear. Can you state that question again? How would you go about for yourself, allowing yourself to do something like submitting beyond fear? Hmm. I would go back to the beginning of this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm I would tell myself jump in with two feet. Like I did at the beginning of this because that 30 days of trying to have conversation about what is this going to look like? What could this be? Like some of that was helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. There there was communication that had to be had, but eventually I came face to face with I cannot know all of what this is going to be. So it was like jump in with two feet. Now, I can say that now because of our history together. And I have this evidence of the ways that I was trying to control my own life. I was controlling everything about my soul's experience of the world. That's what I have been shown. And so I can continue to live in fear from the ego and keep myself in that experience. Or I can choose to live in the limitless possibility and face fear head on. You know, in a song I recently came across by Pitbull, he was talking about fear at the beginning of this. We're quoting Pitbull now in the Infinite Devotion podcast. I love this. This was great. It was... <laughs> Fireball? No. No. <laughs> You've heard that song. He doesn't talk about fear in there. It's, it's, I think in quotations, it's called the World Anthem. I don't remember the name of the song. Um, but it's forget everything and run or face everything and rise. So if you want to look for things to be afraid of in the world, you're going to find them. If I'm going to look for limitless possibility in the world, I'm going to find that too. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a differentiating factor of like just recognizing, like I said, the, the ability to kind of look back at my life has become more clear and I'm able to witness how I've shown up with a new lens. And I don't know exactly why or what where that came from but it it feels very very real and 
you know, this also comes from looking at lack versus abundance mm -hmm. in my life and how all of that is somewhat attached to fear too, living in lack. And another important distinction here for me is recon recognizing where I allowed fear from other people into my life. And that's been an important thing to eliminate with your help too. But like, I don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. I don't input information off of social media that gives me a fear response in my body at all anymore. Like, it, and now I am able to feel more free in my body because I'm not in constantly triggering myself. And so all of these things I know have contributed to where I am today in everything related to fear. What else would have to be present in your system in order to consider your submission to be beyond fear? Um, I would say trust in myself that I am connected to my body and my soul that if something didn't go well that I would speak up and I would also say trust that you would be okay even if it didn't go well yes Now, like I said, I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and try to analyze every example of, you know, and my response was like, well, face it head on, jump in with two feet. Maybe, maybe not. But if you can't, if there's a situation where you can't, be open to um, receive the messages for you from your intuition on what's going on you know because i'm none of this has been exact that easy it's gotten easier but it wasn't very easy at the beginning but as i still has its hard points absolutely but there's also um there's also like i said It's really, if something feels really triggering to you and it feels like fear, be open for what that can show you. It might mean that something is actually not for you and that's okay, but it might be coming from the mind and that your mind is always going to limit the possibility of what can be in life from the ego. And a lot of that knowing what's really for you and what's not for you is hard to determine without having experiences. Right. Yes, very valid point. Because fear will convince you never to have the experience, like never to try the food that you're convinced that you don't like because you're already convinced you don't like it. Like me and avocados. I. I spent most of my life thinking I didn't like avocados because they were green and slimy and yucky. I'd never actually eaten one. Right. And that's where like just ch being willing to challenge yourself, like maybe it's not jumping into the experience right away, but being willing to challenge yourself from different angles on well, like, what if this, can I feel into my body? But we can't forget about the other like spectrum on fear is excitement. And so this is something that I really have come to um, recognize. And I'm gonna use just this, the whole thing of being controlled. In my past, I could not access very much the turn on that can be there in the power exchange dynamic. Mm -hmm. It didn't even always feel exciting at the beginning, but it felt like it made my life better. So I was willing to follow. And then as I like 
went through more of the emotional release and, and letting my sexuality be set free, like all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, like there's some excitement here. And so that's another thing that I, the way that I challenge myself is can I find any excitement in this? And it might not be right away, but it might come in the future. And so I open my experience and I invite in the excitement because that's telling to me as well. Can I feel that in my body? Because there has been plenty of times where I feel the fear, but it's also excitement. So it's like, uh, you know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's also happened where fear has hidden the excitement from you. Absolutely. Where the excitement wasn't present until you had been brought to face the fear. And then went, oh, that's actually really, that's actually a really good time. Right. So the last thing I want to talk about is how, you know, my role as your dominant is a very important one in helping you face and overcome fear because I need to be able to give you the leadership that you need. I need to be able to see like, what are you afraid of? What are your, your fears that are holding you back from having the best experience of being mine? That are holding you back from having the best experience of being yourself? Or that are holding us back from having the best experience of each other? Mm-hmm. So I need to know what those fears are. I need to be able to be tuned into them and see them even if you maybe think that they are something other than fear. I have to be able to know the difference. Right. And again, I don't I don't remember if I mentioned this, but in a moment where if you can catch yourself like feeling that maybe you it feels like anxiety, like I don't whatever someone wants to label it, but when you in those moments where it's like I am feeling something right now and even if it's like I am feeling a no to that right now but I know that's not how I want to show up and so sometimes just witnessing yourself by vocalizing it out loud in my experience has been powerful because then you can also receive me and you have that as information mm-hmm. as well at like oh okay this sort of thing is happening every single time we do this and and it's one of the ways that I've been able to tune into where your fears are because something that's not for you generally your response to it is like a yeah that's not really my thing but something that is a fear-based response has a lot more charge to it and that is one of the ways that I've been able to see the difference between what's just not for you and what actually might be for you or where there might be excitement for you that's being masked by fear. Yeah, it's it's because the fear comes from the ego and that keeping you comfortable and mm-hmm. keeping you safe and, and... Keeping you in your old patterns that are familiar. Yeah, and recognizing that is how I've how I could answer that question like honestly I don't think I can't remember how you asked the question about when has fear actually been yeah been accurate or been accurate yeah like uh never (laughs) well because that's my a part of my role as your leader is to be able to see what where fear is holding you or us back and then to be able to gracefully but in and intentionally lead you into experiences where you can have some evidence where you can start to develop some proof in your own system that what you were afraid of is actually not going to destroy you and it's not going to be a worst case scenario that you're going to be okay Right. To be able to do that, like, especially if it's a big fear, to be able to do that in a way that lets you 
maybe just touch the fear and then be able to pull back from it and see like everything's okay and then bring you into maybe something that's a little bit more direct contact but let you see that you are going to be okay and that the fear is is lying to you that it is the it is false evidence like that's a that's a really big part of how i see my role is helping you overcome those fears because when they are in you and you're carrying them with you they are impacting you in other ways that you maybe can't even see yeah and i i do want to add that you know it doesn't mean like oh just go face all your fears today just blow them all out of the water it's more so just being able to see it for what it is and sometimes it's a no this isn't for me right now but i'm open to see what else i need to see in order to face this fear in order to let go you know it's this is not a um this is not a one day one week thing this is a ongoing journey of learning how to um i i guess witness yourself in and how you're showing up and when you're falling for the ego and all of that and this is where having some patience as we've talked about before and grace in leadership is is really important and compassion for you as my submissive to like rather than just blasting you with the thing that maybe you're the most terrified of and like make you do it so that you can face the fear like that might not actually be the best approach right you have to be able to understand the person that you are like i have to be able to really know you and if it's a really big thing you know if somebody's terrified of spiders you don't just throw them <laughs> in a bathtub full of spiders right to help them overcome the fear of spiders you maybe look at one from a distance and then you walk away and you call that a win for the day right yeah big difference so like for the for the dominants out there who are wanting to like lead their submissives through something that they're afraid of to give them a better experience of life have a little patience like take your time don't rush right out like sometimes just admitting the fear is a big like that's been something for us lately just admitting that the fear is there and being able to lay that on the table is a big step mm -hmm. and like just be with that for a while you don't need to rush through these things you probably do more harm than good in the long run by being in any kind of a hurry right so I, I really enjoyed this conversation I think this is going to be helpful to a lot of people as they try to sort out how they make this leader follower thing work for them in a way that's healthy I hope so I appreciate you showing up and being vulnerable and sharing with me today my pleasure. <laughs>